0: What's up, Witches? Welcome back to another staff meeting at the Corporate Coven. Let's run through today's agenda. We'll start with a check-in question that helps us reflect and integrate the medicine of current astrology. I'll then share an overview of this week's major astrological transits and planetary alignments so you can mark your calendars. We'll then move into phase management, where we forecast the energetic shifts of the week ahead using the lunar phases and the journey of the moon through the zodiac wheel. And then finally, I'll walk you through a day-by-day deep dive of the astrology weather for the week ahead, and this is great if you are more technical or aspiring to be more technical when learning to interpret the cosmic messages of these celestial giants. Thank you for joining me. Let's get into it. What's up, witches? Welcome to this week's staff meeting episode. This week, we are going to be looking at the astrology for October 15th through October 21st. But before we get into that, we have a few more things on the agenda we need to cover. If you're new here, I talked about it in the intro, but we're going to start with a check-in question. And sometimes this is inspired by like a psychic experience that I'm having as I'm preparing the episode. Sometimes they're just fun and light. Today is really just a reaction to the eclipse that we had yesterday. I'm recording this episode in the morning of Sunday. I'm going to publish it later this afternoon. And the eclipse is still really fresh for me. And I'd love to hear from you. Like, what was your eclipse? Like it would be awesome. If you left a response on this episode, you can do that directly in your Spotify app. You're also welcome to email me, reach out to me on TikTok, although I'm not as active on there these days, though with Mars moving into my 10th house, we'll see if that changes. So you can definitely find me on Instagram and LinkedIn. But I'd love to hear from you. What was your eclipse like? How did it go? You can hear it in my voice. The eclipse for me brought sickness upon my household. I'm fine. I have... Like this thing where i'm losing my my voice and i feel like a little bit of congestion in the morning but my kids were just and still are very sick i mean we kept my oldest out from school my youngest has just been so needy and so sad and just like needing to be all over me needing me holding him and like climbing into bed with me constantly And so I'm also like pretty tired, which we'll talk about when we go into the weekly forecast. But part of me knew that this morning was going to be this way, right? I reached out to folks on my Instagram and I was asking them right before the eclipse was exact. I'm in Mountain Standard Time, right? I'm in Utah and you could actually see the eclipse from my state. And so from my front yard, I just you know got my eclipse glasses and I went out and I was watching it periodically. But I reached out to folks and I said, how are you feeling? Because for me, the eclipse was bringing on a ton of anxiety. I felt it so intensely in my body. And the closest experience that I could correlate it to was times when I've been having a psychedelic experience. And for anyone that has done this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But as you are kind of beginning the psychedelic experience it often feels like a lot of anxiety in your body and you'll feel yourself pacing and you'll notice that you'll start taking like really deep breaths and it feels like you're building up to a peak of some kind and this can be kind of like a difficult thing to experience if it's your first time or if you've never had this feeling in your body before of like this intense anxiety and um it can be like a little overwhelming before you transition into the actual like psychedelic experience. And that's what it was bringing up for me. I felt like I had so much anxiety in my body and I felt okay when I was outside, but when I would return indoors, I just felt like I needed to open up all of my windows. Like it was too trapped. It was too stagnant. There was something that needed to be released and something that needed to be like, let go or let out. And so I felt a lot more comfortable when I was outside, but I just kept like going back and forth, right? Because it's October, it's cold and it was in the morning. Um, and then once the eclipse ended, I did feel immediate relief from the anxiety, from the symptoms, like in my body, mentally, I felt immediate relief and I cleaned out my fridge. I needed to go grocery shopping And I cleaned out my entire fridge and there was like stuff in there that I just hadn't been paying attention to. If it's below my knees in the fridge, I tend to ignore it until I need space. And then I have to like, you know, squat down and see what's in there. But I did that like right after the eclipse. And when I went back after that, I checked in on some of the responses that folks on my Instagram had left me. And they were saying, you know, I feel like really tired. I feel really tired. Someone else was like cleaning out Um, their home and like different areas of their house. Um, some folks said like, you know, I'm feeling pretty decent, like feeling pretty good. So it definitely had a different, like a nuanced, um, experience for everybody. For me, it was definitely pretty intense. Um, but that was probably exacerbated by my kids all being sick and we're dog sitting right now. And so there's just like a lot of like things happening in my space that I wasn't expecting. We had to like cancel some plans last minute. Um, but you know, it all turned out to be just fine. And that's the thing with eclipses is that things for the most part um, are okay. But I did want to note and point out a few things that I saw happening in the news almost immediately after the eclipse, um, had finished and you could no longer see the moon lined up in front of the sun. Also, I'm so nervous to like, listen to this playback. I'm hoping that my voice sounds a lot like I want to say scratchier or like inconsistent in my head and that it will sound okay on the microphone, but we'll see. So the first news story that Twitter pushed to me once the eclipse window had closed was that there was like a big car accident um, I think it was in Huntington Beach and quite a few people were impacted and had like really severe or critical injuries. There was another news story that came forward, and that was that the Louvre was being evacuated because of a threat. France was on high alert is what the newsline read. I haven't like followed up with these news stories. But this is like a little bit of like what can come up. Like for the most part, things were fine, but you could tell that things were definitely getting stirred up. Some people, you know, were severely injured and impacted. And so again, just speaking to the, to just, I think like the the thing that I want to say right here is that sometimes when people, especially like are new and highly skeptical of astrology, I think, I think it's totally fine to be skeptical. I think it's actually an important perspective to have as you start engaging in this work like any good researcher you have to be able to call out the flaws in your own research and criticize like the work that you did and i think that astrology and therapy and other healing modalities are very much the same you have to be able to be discerning and have critical thinking and be like a little bit skeptical as you go forward but i think that initially people feel really skeptical because you hear something like oh like this is a lunar eclipse you know squaring pluto and this is going to be like really intense. This is going to be like pretty like bad. And then people have like a pretty decent experience with it. And they think, oh, like astrology is not legitimate because this was supposed to be like really intense, but it was fine for me. But we are all living on planet earth and we're all having our own experiences and we all have different access points and privilege points and support or resilience. Um, We all have our own charts and we all have you know, external environments that don't match like everyone on the world. And so we're going to have a like a lot of different experiences with the astrology transits. Something that one of my astrology teachers has said before, and I've shared this on the podcast. And that is, um, Kelly Surtees. when I was taking one of her courses, she used the language, you know, these are all accurate ways to interpret the astrology. These are all astrologically true. And that's because There are so many ways that these transits can happen. For me, you know, I have like this losing my voice thing. Like my house is like pretty sick, but like all in all, like things are totally fine. But definitely like check in with the people around you following the eclipse, because I bet that a lot of people are not feeling fine. They probably are feeling a little bit better now that it's passed, but they might still be feeling The after effects, the after shock, the after whatever it is. Um, So check in with me. Check in with your friends. Um, Check in with your cardinal friends. So check in with anyone that has prominent Capricorn, Aries, Libra and cancer placements. All right, let's move forward. I need to start being better with managing my time because I don't know that my voice is going to last this entire episode. So let's talk about the major transits this week. Last week was super loud. It was super busy. Every other day last week, there was a major station or ingress or something like that happening. This week is relatively quiet. The major transit or planetary alignment that we see this week is happening on the 20th where we see the sun, Mercury, Kazemi. And so we'll talk about that when we get into the astrology forecast. That would be a significant transit to put on your calendars but everything else you can just kind of like feel as you go throughout the week for phase management this is kind of interesting when i was pulling it up and i was animating the chart and checking it out i definitely had to go down to like the hour in my animation to see like exactly at midnight where is the moon and even then like i'm in mountain standard time so if you're listening to this and you're on the east coast then this is going to be definitely like a little different for you and so It's interesting because it's not an obvious like cardinal to cardinal or fixed to cardinal or anything like that. It's kind of like we start the week with like a cardinal fixed moon and then we end the week with kind of like a cardinal fixed moon. And it really just kind of depends on where you are. So this was interesting to me because, again, when I've been thinking about like the transition from cardinal to fixed, if you think about this in a work environment or like a project, then The cardinal is like, okay, let's begin a project. Like, let's go figure this out. Like, for example, one that I did recently at my job was onboarding. We were like, we need to do like a process map activity with onboarding. And so the cardinal phases was, all right, well, let's like get this together. Let's like build a project charter. Let's identify stakeholders. Let's schedule meetings. Let's like start and begin doing the work, which is actually really difficult. It's always difficult to start. And that's again the strength of building momentum in the cardinal signs. Like, let's just begin and get all of this like ready to go. Right. But then the fixed piece of it was having those like follow-up meetings, those maintenance meetings, figuring out like, well, now that we have this information, what are we going to do with this information? How do we like continue the process of continual improvement? Um, how do we, Keep people engaged. How do we keep them like committed to the project? Right. And that's the transition from cardinal to fixed. And so we're kind of beginning and ending this week with that. I've talked before about how like you thought you were ready to commit to something a few weeks ago, but then the cardinal placements have been coming back in and saying, no, you're not ready yet. Don't tattoo it on your body. Don't dye your hair this color. Don't cut all of this off. Like, whatever that is, like, don't do this yet because you're not quite there yet some of the keywords I wrote down are like, it's the finishing touches. You're almost ready to commit, but you're just not there yet. And I think as I was looking over the actual like placements or like the Zodiac signs, we end the week with the Capricorn to kind of like Aquarian axis. And this for me was like the establishment versus the anti-establishment organized versus anarchy. Vertical hierarchy versus a matrix hierarchy. If you've ever worked in an organization that had like a matrix, um, organizational hierarchy, then, you know, things change in that way. It's not as clear and you kind of have like two bosses, maybe three bosses. You have like a few different people evaluating your performance and trying to manage the scope of your work. And so this is very much, again, like emphasized in you're not quite ready to commit to this yet. Like, we we need to figure this out it's not as clear as you think it's not as like top down it's not as structured like there's some there's some things that you still need to work out this week and we begin this week with like a libra kind of scorpio moon We move through Sagittarius and really like essentially just into Capricorn. And then next week, it's more clearly like, you know, an Aquarius moon. But for kind of like what we're going to be conscious for this week, it's kind of like we end a little bit like that Capricorn moon. For lunar phases, we are still in that new moon energy at the beginning of this week. We'll move into the crescent phase And then the first quarter moon will be felt at the beginning of next week as well. Again, like if you look at like the time zones and you go to the exact degree, I think that you could make a pretty good case for saying that we feel the first quarter moon on Saturday. But just like the moon moving into the sign of Aquarius, like it just doesn't quite happen while we're awake for the most part. And so really this week, it feels more like that new moon to crescent moon. And it's like coming out of a tunnel or a cave, like the hermit finally emerges. It's time to wake up from the slumbering state that you found yourself in while you were just surviving the storm. It's time to come out, look for the light and look for some sustenance for your soul. It starts with clarified values and needs a true connection and safety, hope and optimism, as well as discipline and the ambition to achieve it. It's kind of like the psychology of the archetypal nature of the zodiac signs that the moon's going to be moving through as she's gaining light and building that momentum, moving into the crescent moon phase. So, yeah, let's talk about the weekly forecast. Let's go day by day for the week of 1015 to 1021. And last night I was kind of hanging out with some of my girlfriends. We get together every month and we play like a dice game. And so we were all hanging out last night and I'm, I was mentioning someone like was talking about their weekend and I was like, oh, that's so funny because on my podcast, like I said this and like it's so interesting to hear how this is happening for you and they said like, Oh man, I need to listen to your podcast because I just don't understand any of this stuff. And I paused and I was like, actually, I don't know that my podcast is the one for you. If you are a newbie, if you are a brand new beginner and you are completely like ignorant to a lot of the astrological terms and stuff like that, like, I I feel like this section of my podcast is definitely a lot more like you're not a beginner anymore. Um, maybe you don't feel comfortable saying the word like, you know, I'm medium. Um, I still like after almost 10 years of studying astrology, like I'm, I'm still like, really shy at using the word like advanced, like I'm a little bit more advanced. That's because there's always people who like know so much more than us. Right. But if you're here and you're listening to my weekly forecast and you can kind of follow along, I want you just to take a moment and celebrate like you are not a beginner, babe. You are starting to really learn astrological acumen. You're starting to get into some more like technical techniques that I use to interpret some of this, like talking about the degrees and the aspects and things like that. So if you're here and you're like, I'm just like a newbie beginner and I have no idea what's going on. No, you're not. Good for you. Like you're learning it. You're figuring it out. I hope that these weekly forecasts are useful to you in that way. And if you are here and you are brand new, this section does get a little bit more technical and I can't think of a better word to say other than like technical. Um, but we just do get a little bit more specific. And so this is a, a good way to start learning the astrology and how to interpret some of the aspects and transits. And I try to go through and explain it as I'm like, I guess like recording it. But um, if you guys ever want recommendations for other podcasts or other teachers, if you are like a brand new beginner in this section of the podcast is like a little bit too much for you i have a lot of teachers that i love learning from book recommendations course recommendations podcasts there's a ton of really awesome ones out there and i'd love to connect you with the right resource for you all right i need to quickly like sip some of my coffee um before we move on so if you're with me take a moment for yourself as well go find your drink and let's get cozy because we're about to go day by day through the astrology this week mm-hmm I'm using a mug that one of my friends got me for Christmas this past year. It, you've seen it on my Instagram stories before I've showed it. It has a little um, like holder in the handle for a spoon that has a pentacle on it. And the actual mug says Witch's Brew, Hexy Witch. And there's like astrological glyphs all around it. And it's so cute. So I'm using my witchy mug this morning. I lit some Palo Santo for myself as well, just to kind of like cleanse the space and my energy, but I'm really feeling it in my voice, guys. So again, sorry, thanks for hanging in there with me. Hopefully this is just adding like a vibe to the podcast and that will be back to normal for next week's episode. So Sunday, October 15th. Yeah, this is working if I just like go down a little bit. So Sunday, October 15th at 8 a.m., The moon has moved into Scorpio. So actually, as I'm recording this, we have a Scorpio moon. But if you're like me and you were up before 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, then you'll be awake for a Libra moon. So actually, I wouldn't be surprised if you were all up early today like me or at least earlier than you wanted to be. It might be kind of a bummer start to the morning as the Libra moon moves away from the intensity of the eclipse and into a hard aspect with Pluto before moving into Scorpio where the sign, uh, sorry, where the moon is in fall in this sign. Scorpio is opposite Taurus where the moon is exalted. And so once she's in Scorpio, she's a little uncomfortable already and then forms a trine to Saturn and a conjunction to Mars. Mercury is opposite Chiron, and no, you cannot catch a break right now. But as the day goes on, some of the harshness will soften, and the intensity of the morning will fade. Oh, it will fade, it will soften. Um, You know, Sunday today is really about rest and recovery. It's about tending and mending. There is an element here about facing truths, going back to the check-in. Like, what did you learn during the eclipse? Like, I know what you were feeling, but like, what were things that you were learning? And if you were on the Corporate Coven newsletter, then I sent an email out to you all Friday night talking about for your rising sign groups and for your specific... Um, rising sign, like zodiac sign, some of the themes that the south node is stirring up for you right now and what you might have been letting go of. But like, again, like what were you learning? So spend some time today journaling and reflecting on that. You know, there's again, like a lot of intensity in the morning. The moon is facing up with a lot of like I mean, like they're the malefics, right? Like Pluto is known for like power dynamics and, you know, big transformations, but this is, this is a lot for the moon to go through. And so just like take your time and go slow and really like think about that concept of recovery and a big part of recovery, kind of no matter what you're going through is the processing, like the emotional processing, but also the intellectualizing the experience, And this is that art of detachment that, you know, Aquarians come by very naturally. And that is how do you zoom out? How do you zoom way, way out and take your personal experience out of the equation and just try to look objectively of what is moving forward right now? What is happening right now? And it's going to be a little uncomfortable because, again, the moon is in the sign of fall and she's you know, making some difficult aspects right now. So know that like, it's not going to feel like rest and recovery in that, like warm, tender snuggling in my bed with like a like a soft candle burning. And, you know, like, I don't know, I'm getting this like very strongly visual of like pride and prejudice where like they're on like their homestead and the mist is over like the field. Like it's not going to be like that. Lower your expectations. Mr. Darcy is not coming for you. It's more like that dark night of the soul type of like real deep reflection. Like what was really challenging? What's really hard? What are you moving through right now? And and um, if you can find someone to help you facilitate this experience, do that. Also on Sunday, the moon will form a sextile to Venus in Virgo. So there is some benefit to organizing your thoughts and articulating your feelings. Even if it feels hard, it will feel better to purge. This sextile actually makes me think about the idea of like when you're displaying symptoms of illness, your body is healing. We like get really frustrated. You know, oh, I have a fever. I'm sick. But it's really helpful to reframe like, oh, I have a fever. I'm healing. Fevers fight infections. And runny noses are a vessel for removing stuff from your body that it wants to cleanse and get rid of. So I know a lot of people are sick right now. And if you're congested, you might feel some movement. And clearing out your lungs or your bowels because again it's Scorpio as well um, and Virgo is like the digestion and the stomach so just like think about like purging and like letting letting the sickness out that's like what healing is is like letting it find a pathway out of your body and so again that's like what the priority is today on Sunday is letting the sickness find that pathway and maybe for some of you it is in your physical body Maybe for some of you, it's like thoughts or beliefs that you've been holding on to or having. Maybe again, like for some of you, it could be your relationships, but give yourself space to purge today. On Monday, I'm always really eager to look at Monday because, and I've said this before, but like I do the same thing almost every single Monday. I have the exact same schedule and routine and it's very rare that there's changeability in that. So I always look at Monday morning because I already know what my calendar looks like and I'm always just curious, like what? energy i'll be navigating as i'm going through these motions of my work But on monday the 16th we start with the moon opposite jupiter retrograde and moving towards an opposition to uranus retrograde and so one way to look at these aspects with the moon is the desire to go deep that's scorpio right to focus on like one thing at a time but you're being forced into more shallow And like laborious work tasks. There is something nagging at you that you want to get done, but there is something else that demands your more immediate attention. It feels more mission critical, if you will. Excuse me. Oh, you guys, I may not make it. No, I'm going to. I am determined. I am so determined to finish this episode. And it's going to be fantastic. And thank you for hanging in there with me. Um, So yeah, just expect on Monday to feel your energy like pulled in opposite directions, right? These are the polar signs. So you're pulled in opposite directions and you're going to feel like that difficulty in prioritizing your task because there's what happens on the surface that needs to get done. But then there's what happens beneath the surface in Scorpio that also really needs to get done. And so figure out how you're going to like prioritize and like spend time this day. Just know that there are things which feel essential and critical in Scorpio that you will probably feel more frustrated by later if you don't tend to them. But whatever's happening in Taurus is going to be more visible and you'll notice like, you know, more immediately, like this is, I didn't do it and now this sucks. But Whatever's happening in the Scorpio part, that's going to come back to like bite you in the ass for sure if you don't tend to it on Monday. Okay, Tuesday, the moon is at 26 degrees Scorpio and forms a sextile to Pluto and a trine to Neptune. So the sextile is happening because um, they are both in yin signs or like the feminine signs, um, earth and water so that's where like Scorpio has this relationship with Capricorn. Um, but then the trying to Neptune is because they're both in water signs. You see the moon at the later degrees of Scorpio and Neptune is at the later degrees of Pisces. So these are both supportive and facilitative aspects. Um, you know, a sextile is like a little nudge. It's like a boost of encouragement, Whereas a trine is like somebody investing in an idea. A trine is more like pouring into you. Like, hey, like, let me, let me give this to you. Either way, like resources are kind of being poured into this situation or into you or into your work or your business right now. There is a depth of feeling on Tuesday. It could feel like one final barrier or like fighting the boss in a video game the moon is moving forward towards a crescent moon phase. And this is again, that like momentum or effort required for the final push through the crust of the surface. And if you think of that visual, like the final push before you can like break forward and you can start seeing the light in the moon again, or you can start, you know, like that budding energy. I was born in a crescent um lunar phase. And so often it feels like I I get really excited about the start of something new, even though it's hard. Like the first day of something is always so exciting to me. And, Um, like that's like the energy that we're getting ready to build into. But again, starting something is actually really hard. So with the water signs, it's almost like it's, it's actually been going on for a long time. It's the water beneath the surface that eventually bursts forward, like a geyser, um, like coming up or a natural spring or something like that, like coming up from the earth. But there's actually been a lot of momentum building beneath the surface that finally, when it breaks or when it pushes through, it might feel like this massive, like, surge of water coming forward. I know last week when I was talking about the Mars, Saturn trine, they're still in this trine aspect because, you know, these are slower moving planets. Um, Saturn's at zero degrees Pisces and Mars is still at two degrees Scorpio. But last week when they made that, I said, you know, look out for pipes bursting. And one of my best friend's little brothers actually had like a sprinkler pipe burst and their entire basement flooded. Well, you know, you might be noticing just like an increase in water on this day as well. It's like actual water, but it could also just be those emotions that come to the surface, whatever that is. It's been boiling up for a long time or the water has always been there but you might notice like a surge of it happening on tuesday so again depth of feeling it's like one final like fight one final conversation like one final push tuesday morning is about the grind but by the afternoon i think that things will start feeling lighter for you because the moon will move into the sign of sagittarius And that will naturally bring a bit more like optimism. It's like coming up from the depths of the water and looking up towards the sky again. On Wednesday, the 18th, Wednesday morning, the moon forms a square to Venus. So this is like the goddesses are just not getting along right now. That's what a square is between these two. It's that tension point, right? The moon wants to be big and boisterous and fun and festive, But Venus really wants the moon to pay attention to the details and be more realistic. The tension between Virgo and Sagittarius is, you know, Sagittarius is the ultimate creator. It wants to be big and over the top. I've talked about this before, but in Sagittarius, you see, I think about like the holidays and how so many of them have pagan roots and traditions and then have been modified by Um, you know, Christianity, or modified by capitalism, modified by Disney, like modified in some way to make it more universally observed. And Virgo would come forward and criticize that. Virgo would come forward and say, like, that is not a good idea. You need to have more clear boundaries here. Um, You know, it could be disrespectful. Like, did you consider how this like might impact belief systems and cultures and like you know there's there's actually a lot of little things that you didn't take into consideration when you made this decision Sagittarius but Sagittarius was just thinking I thought it would be fun I thought it would be fun to get everyone together I thought it would be fun for you know like why have you celebrate Hanukkah and you celebrate Christmas and you celebrate Yule like why can't we all just come together and celebrate the season that's Sagittarius but these really really big ideas this is why they become world phenomenons this is why so many pop stars have a sagittarius rising and you see them become like massive movements that transcend language and transcend culture and transcend age and generations and and you know stand the test of time they build these legacies in sagittarius and that's because of the universal universe how do i say that they're a universal experience and it's where a lot of things come together um and and all like kind of like gets burned under this one like now this is just the holidays now this is just the season right that's what happens in sagittarius and so whatever your relationship is to that because i know i've personally moved through moments where um you know i'm like no this is yule this is the winter solstice i'm so annoyed with santa claus i'm so annoyed with like the nativity i'm so annoyed with whatever and then other times i'm like who cares like how cool is it that we're all putting lights on our house right now? Like what a, what a weird world this is. Like how fun is that? So whatever your relationship is to it, whether you're frustrated by it or you're really into it and excited about it, whatever that is, there is tension there. And that comes up when we see Venus squaring the moon here and the moon wants to bring everybody in and Venus is saying, okay, but you may not realize the impact this is having you may not realize all of the little things that are being affected by this. You may not realize how much of a process needs to go into executing something like that. And so just be mindful of that square on Wednesday because it will feel like tension. It will feel like frustration and it will feel like conflict, especially if you are trying to launch something really creative. Then Venus is going to come in and let you know like it's not good enough yet. Don't do it. And it's your choice whether you Listen to Venus, or whether you push forward and do it anyways. On Thursday, the 19th, we have the sun. Is that the day? Oh my God, I just had to stop and like animate my chart again because I had. Um, Friday the 20th as the sun mercury kazimi but then as i was looking at the chart i'm like but they're both at 25 degrees on thursday so it's not exact because of the minutes but it's interesting on thursday you are going to see the sun and mercury both at 25 degrees libra but it's not until friday that they're both in 26 degrees and then even like the minutes line up so it's like the exactness of that transit but so you're going to start feeling this on Thursday. You're going to start feeling and noticing the Sun-Mercury-Cazini. And of course, you're going to start noticing it kind of prior to that as well, just because they're sitting so closely together. Um, In Libra, they're going to be conjunct the South Node at 24 degrees and square Pluto in Capricorn at 27 degrees. And also this day, the Moon is in Sagittarius forming a trine to the North Node. So what I like about today on Thursday is that it feels like there's going to be some big changes that could be being announced. If you've been waiting for information or direction to come, it feels like on Thursday it's finally here and you finally get told about it. And, you know, is it something that you wanted to hear? Like maybe you've been waiting for this direction, but when you finally receive it, are you going to be happy with it? I don't know. But you need to let go of your own expectations and just accept it for what it is. Okay, this is like on the south node. This is going to stir up some of that eclipse things as well. Like these are things that we need to let go of. This is what you thought was going to work out, but it's just not working out. This is what you thought made sense at the time. But now that you're here, it really doesn't make sense. And you need to make a decision to let it go, to cut it off, to sever it, whatever that looks like. And Part of this will be really upsetting. Part of this will be really frustrating. But I think that with the moon forming a trine to the north node, especially with it being in Sagittarius, which is kind of more optimistic anyways, I think that it will help you see the silver lining or um, it's like looking on the bright side of the announcement. So a key phrase that I put here for Thursday was hold joy where you find it today I don't want to come and say like, you're going to be getting bad information or you're going to be hearing something that really upsets you. But I just know that it's a possibility because again, like Pluto's part of the conversation. It is about power. It is about how you distribute power. It is about like decision-making rights. It is about who has final approval on something. It's regarding the change to structure or policy and and you and folks are having reactions to that. But I think that if you really, again, like have the practice of zooming out and trying to detach yourself from it and look at it more objectively, it's going to be easier to kind of see like where the opportunity is. Um, that's ultimately what everything is, right? It's an opportunity for you to choose a reaction. It's an opportunity for you to, um, engage in meaningful ways and see where you can go in and create value. On Friday, the 20th, Okay, so this is where we see the exactness of the sun, Mercury Kazemi, um, which is just where the Mercury is directly in the heart of the sun and language and communication becomes purified in some way. This is also maybe the moment, like considering that I just said that on Thursday, you're gonna be like hearing some information, some big things will be announced. Um, that's usually like the first moment you have like a reaction to it. And then on Fridays, normally when people come forward with like questions and I'm thinking about like my experience as an HR leader, you know, there's like the day that we roll out a brand new uh, employee handbook or like I updated a dress code one time, Uh, you know, the first day we announced it, we're like, the dress code is changing everyone. So make sure that you go in and acknowledge the new employee handbook. It'll be sent to you in this way. And employees are just you know like kind of going in and going through the process. But it's the day after that all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, you wrote this, but what about that? Okay, well, you said this, but what about this situation over here? And did you realize that you had a typo here? You know like the day after is usually where people have like read the policy and they're actually coming forward with like questions. How do we interpret it? Like what do we actually do with it now? And that's absolutely what Friday feels like for me when I look at the astrology. Mercury squaring Pluto, the moon trines Venus, and Jupiter in Taurus. I feel like there's a sobering quality where now that the vision has been announced and the structure has been defined, now you need to set up new workflows, security permissions. You need to figure out the allocation of resources, like what happens to cost centers. What do you have to change so that way work makes sense in this new paradigm, in this new world that has been created and communicated. I also think of Sun Mercury Kazimis as like, if I think about them in the workplace, and that is how I try to like always ground it back here, you know, like I'm that witch from work. I'm like very into like the world of work and career development and professional development and, you know, helping businesses and organizations thrive. Um, When I think about the Kazimi, it makes me think about how often gossip moves throughout the organization. I think that actually my leader recently said it best. He said, you know, um, he was talking about every time, like my boss comes in with like a button up collared shirt. Everyone's like, what's going on? Where are you going? What meetings are you in? Who's visiting? Like, do you have, like, what do you have going on today? Because it's like different from normal, right? Like I work in a really, like I, I work for a tech company, so it's pretty casual. Um, we get a lot of swag at the company. So most of the time everyone's wearing like company t-shirts. It's cold. So we're, like we're wearing hoodies and stuff like that. So when you see a leader come in and they're dressed up naturally, like you're curious, like, what are you doing? Why do you look this way? And I thought it was funny the way that he phrased it. He said, I know that as a leader, everything that I say and do down to the way that I dress turns into tea leaves and everyone in the organization is trying to read and interpret what's going on. And I thought, wow, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Um, and I think especially on this day of like, everyone's now trying to like, look into like what's going on. But if you just, Go to the person and just say, hey, why are you wearing a button-up shirt today? What's happening? Instead of gossiping about it, it's like everyone coming into the same room, having a huddle and just naming the elephant in the room. Like y'all have been gossiping. Y'all have been like posturing. Y'all have been trying to figure out what's going on. Well, here's what's going on. Okay. Here's what's going on. Straightforward. Like let's come back together and let's get everyone on the same page. That's what a Sun Mercury Kazami feels like. You move into the heart of the sun, it's clarified, you burn off everything that doesn't make sense or was gossip or was idle and non-productive, and you get everyone focused again and on the same page so we can really start moving forward. On Friday the 20th, I also have concert tickets to go see Hozier, and I am so excited. I've seen Hozier at least one time, maybe two times before. Um, and he's fantastic. I'm so excited to see him again. So really excited about Friday night. If you guys want to see what's up with the concert, make sure that you're connected with me on Instagram. My handle is that which from work. Um, I'll be posting a little bit of my journey there. Okay. Oh, you guys, one more day. <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. I really am starting to feel some of the fatigue. So we're going to wrap this up again. Like I'm part of me is like, I shouldn't have and done this. Um, you know, I'm so worried that I sound awful, but thank you for being here anyways. And uh, you know, I'm just like gonna be resting my voice the rest of the day trying to recover from this. But let me take one more sip of coffee and then oh, we can talk about Saturday, the 21st. You know, um, this past weekend of the eclipse, we had plans with our family. We were gonna go do pumpkin patches. But with my kids being sick, I was like, no, it's not going to happen. Like, we just need to stay home. And so we rescheduled the pumpkin patch to this weekend. So Saturday, I'm going to be like pumpkin patching it up with my kids. Ideally, like hopefully we're not sick again or something like that. But um, we haven't done anything like super Halloween-y yet as a family. And that's primarily just because we've been like sick or traveling or things have been going on. So I feel like a lot of pressure right now as a parent to continue like building the momentum of the season and really like giving Samhain uh you know all the love that I want to give it with my kids but we'll see how it goes okay Saturday on the 21st the sun squares Pluto and this is actually team like something that's been kind of happening all week but again like we kind of talk about these transits when they become exact and so let me like quickly catch up my chart animation. So at the morning on Saturday at 8 AM, that's what I have my chart set to. If you're following along, I see that the sun is at 27 degrees and 54 minutes Libra and Pluto is at 27 degrees and 55 minutes Capricorn. So this is like, pretty exact right like even down to the minutes this is an exact square but just because it's exact on this day like around this moment you could feel some of this coming on and the sun square pluto again like this square is a really tense aspect it's that 90 degree mark they're both in cardinal signs. So I know I've been talking about this a lot lately, but if you haven't yet really like to better understand aspects, like especially the hard aspects, which are squares and oppositions, then I have a previous podcast episode. I've referenced that before because that's where a lot of the tense aspects are happening or in these cardinal signs. But I also have a blog um, if you would prefer to read it. Then you can go check this out, but I talk specifically about the tension points between these cardinal signs and how that feels like you know, conflict in the workplace. So, the sun is like wanting to be light, it's wanting to be bright, it's wanting to shine, it's wanting to do all these things, but it's been eclipsed recently, it's been sitting on the south node recently, and now it's getting a square to Pluto. And it just kind of feels like, again, like I said earlier in the episode, but like, no you can't catch a break. No, it feels like you're trying like, if, I mean, just imagine like trying to bring light to something and then it's constantly blown out. It's like, um, you're trying to like, light candles for someone's birthday, but before you can like get it to them, it keeps going out and the candles keep blowing out before you can even get through the happy birthday song. You know, this is what it feels like with like this square aspect. It's just like a lot of pressure. It's a lot of tense feelings on the Libra sun, which is going to feel hard. It could feel depressing. It could feel like a barrier, which is why again, like the moments where you get to find joy and optimism this week, hold on to those because this really is just kind of like a tense time of year. It could be really a lot of stress around those traditional values and the obligations to authority. The moon squares the nodes and forms a conjunction to Pluto. So Saturday feels like there could be big drama, but you're keeping it all under the surface and you're not wanting to let it show. Venus and Jupiter retrograde are in a tride. So for me, that actually feels like really lucky and nice when the rest of everything is so intense. You get the benefics playing really well with each other right now, and this could be softening the blows from Pluto. Something just to acknowledge, actually, and I, I could have called this out when we were doing phase management and talking specifically about the moon, but... You know the moon in scorpio is in fall you know this is a very uncomfortable place for the moon to be just doesn't have a lot of the resources to do the things that the moon wants to do it was in some pretty hard aspects right Um, it has a moment a breathing moment in sagittarius but then once it moves into capricorn it's in detriment you know it's opposite its home sign this is another challenging position for the moon to be in just because in capricorn the moon is not warm the moon is not nurturing um you know the moon is cold and wants you to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and try harder next time and to not cry because you're just fine and on saturday we see the moon cross over pluto and that's just like making this even more intense and so yeah like this sunday is the one to like rest and recharge by the end of the week, you're pretty tired, you're pretty like beat up, you're pretty worn out. Again, you've been healing, and that looks like a lot of purging and a lot of like tough stuff coming up to the surface. You're having some difficult conversations and announcements this week. And so this is really a test of your resilience. You know, I, I mentioned that last week was about just surviving. It's not about thriving, it's about just like surviving. And sometimes we just like hole up in our shelter and we just don't move. Well, this week you do need to move. You need to go out and start doing things, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be cold. Um, You know, uh, but there will be moments that are helpful. There will be moments where, again, like the benefics play nice or the moon gets optimistic or something like that. So this week is really about tuning into those moments and not letting your entire experience be overshadowed and overwhelmed by the intensity around you. I think like kind of an elephant in the room that I've been conscious to be mindful about how I'm contributing to the conversation is that there's a lot happening in the world right now. There is a lot happening in the world. It feels like it's, it's difficult to get onto social media because it's really easy to be bombarded with trauma dumping from a ton of accounts and we need to be really mindful about what we're consuming. And I said this a lot in last week's episode and it's not just social media. It's of course like the food that you intake. It's, you know, not being around people who are sick. It's like stuff like that. But there's also this thing about like the weight of the world is not ours to carry, not ours alone anyways. And it has felt really intense. And I've seen, you know, like TikTok videos and posts that's like, you know, all of this is happening in the world. And then I'm expected to go to like staff meeting and talk about marketing plans. And I know that it's a lot and I know how hard it is because I'm experiencing it myself. You know, I'm a millennial. I'm one of those people that like, I personally understand all the jokes of like, I've lived through how many, like, serious world events and unprecedented times for basically my entire life right like it's a lot but the reality is is that you do still have to get up and go to staff meeting way 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 back a long long time ago if something was really difficult or hard you still had to get up and go to work it's a blizzard outside well you still have to get up and hunt because you still need to feed your family it's raining. Will you actually still need to go outside because you need to collect more stuff for your shelter to keep the water out? You know, your you know, your tribes are at war or you're you're in danger or something like that. Will you still have to go secure food and shelter and water and care for your children and do all of these things? And we still live in that type of like space. Like we still have to go out and secure food We're we do it so differently now that we're not actually going out hunting and gathering and building shelter with our own two hands. We have rent or a mortgage. We have grocery stores. We have DoorDash, but we still have to secure resources to be able to feed ourselves and take care of our shelter. And so that's what work looks like now. It's no longer going out and gathering berries it's going and responding to emails it's going to staff meeting and so i know it's like hard i feel like any moms out there though can like really understand Of like this is our world we go through the craziest shit as parents and then we still have to go on with our lives we still have to go out and do all of these things and this is again like we all have different skills we all have different privilege we all have different access points and resources support systems but I want you to like start really thinking about your own resilience. I want you to really start thinking about like, what are the qualities and characteristics that you have that help you be resilient when times are hard? And can you identify when you need to disconnect and detach from the situation? There's something that maybe feels like Like, you shouldn't do that. Like, what a privilege. Just pretend like it's not happening to you. What a privilege just to, you know, ignore it. But yes, it is a privilege. It is a privilege. And everyone in the world is just trying to leverage the amount of privilege that they have to put themselves and their family or chosen family in a better situation. And so this week, like, everything is intense and that's not slowing down. But where you get moments to feel joy, feel joy. When you get to that moment where you feel overwhelmed and overburdened, zoom out and do the Aquarius thing and detach from it. Look at it from a really, really high level. It makes me think of a quote that I love from Pima Chodron, and that is, you are the sky. Everything else is just weather. It might be something to like hold on to this week to help you get through. But I know like for some of us, it's going beyond that. It's like re-engaging in a therapeutic practice. It's going to breathwork sessions. It's seeing healers. It's booking readings with astrologers. It's reading tarot for yourself, like whatever that is, like find ways to process what's going on because that's also part of the healing is again, like the processing the intellectual intellectualizing and the reflection that comes forward oh I told you I could do it I powered through to the end and that is so much like what the astrology has felt like isn't it I'm just thinking of that as I say it out loud um but we did it team thank you so much for joining me the bonus episode this week is cancer at work and so you if you have a cancer sun cancer moon cancer rising cancer midheaven or you have a cancer bestie Um, then you're gonna love this episode. I actually have cancer in my sixth house. And so a lot of my personal experiences with cancer came through on this episode. Can't wait for you to hear it. Turn on notifications, subscribe to the podcast. And again, hit me up on social media if you wanna see what I'm up to this week. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. Before we wrap up this mystical journey, I would invite you to share your feedback on the episode and leave a rating for the Corporate Coven podcast. If you found value in this content, share it with another witch at work. With over 100 episodes, there is a lot more cosmic career advice to be explored. Until next time, may your ventures be guided by the stars and may you remember that you hold the power to manifest the extraordinary. I'll see you in the next episode.